You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studio. Studio. looking at me rick is very impressed that i'm able to produce the show and host the show at the at the same time yeah i um, couldn't do it yeah i'm a i'm a on a i'm i'm humble with the healthcare, but i'm i'm bad behind this microphone i'm, I'm watching I'm not, you i'm not humble got all the rainbow the colors it's a, it's a, it's going it's, a, it's, it's i i turned into a different <laughs> person man when you put me i'm a regular person nine out of ten times you put me behind this microphone a it's, beast. A, it's a it's a it's a different animal but uh we're here at rise 2021 here in colorado springs having a lot of having a lot of fun i have a chance this is this is the sponsorship segment so i have derek from engage it health you hear you hear our engage it health ads and um you'll hear me stumping for them engage in health just a just a great they have a myriad of products and the ability to to really uh come in and help your 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 healthcare program you know they specialize in in setting up operations and they have call center um, handling commissions uh, things of those sorts um, and then inciting which really insight is kind of over my head like a lot of stuff that you're doing is, is over my head <laughs> it's very longitudinal it's, it's very um, futuristic it's kind of like the Kanye West um, if I've, I, I listen when I was driving out here I was listening to the Kanye West album that he just put out and it's a great album, but I was like, this isn't hip hop music. It's something else. Like this is some futuristic, three thousand year three thousand stuff. And he dresses like it's the year three thousand. You know, it's just a, it's a whole, it's a whole different vibe. And then, and then Rick with what he does. Um, so just, just great sponsors, great people. You know, we want to do great things. Uh, we have great audience. You know, once again, this is this is my launch on WOL in DC. And um, shout out to everybody listening on WOL which is a famous station um, on the on the Radio 1, Urban 1, their flagship. So this is the same station that Sharpton broadcasts from. You know, Al Sharpton show broadcasts from here. So um, yeah, I'm going to be hitting Derek up for more money so uh, we can get him into some different markets. But yeah, I wanted to talk to the, the, the three of you. All of you are constantly selling, constantly promoting, all of that, all of that good stuff, and I wanna, I wanna talk to the three of you. What are the fundamentals that you use in account management, in, in closing business deals, and building relationships? You know, we've talked about uh, management from the perspective of um, managing employees and building relationships internally on the healthcare continuum. I talk a lot about my wars with provider groups, but but I'd love for the three of you to to tell me how do you manage accounts? How do you get business? Um, how do you prospect for business? How do you know when you have a client that you need to put a little bit of extra coddling to? What are some of those those dynamics? And the three of you are in different industries. You know, Derek, you got a call center at the DR. Uh, you know, Carissa, you have a bunch of genius, brilliant people that are doing analytics and stuff at your company. Rick, you're delivering food to rural Kentucky. So these are these are three completely 
different types of needs, but often with the same client. So how do you manage that? Well, I'll take a swing at that. I think uh, from my experience in this space, <clears throat> my success has really come from approaching sales at a point from a point of empathy. I think executives in this in the healthcare space, just like every other executive, are looking for professionals who are going to be accountable for that work. That's going to own that project. That's going to own that opportunity and address it as if they were in this in your shoes. And I think I've treated every relationship I've established in this industry that way. And because of that, I've maintained a level of professionalism and re, and um, and relationship in this industry because it's a very small one. Uh, the folks that you see in one health plan today will be the folks you see in another one tomorrow. Right. So when you burn those bridges, you're burning them for a long time and ongoing. So, you know, I think for me, that was probably one of the biggest driving forces is just the ability to open the floor to a conversation with a vendor that holds accountability and cares as much as you do. And I think I do my best to convey that to each of our clients so that they understand they've got someone who's pushing just as hard as they would if they were on my side. Rick? Yeah, so being a nonprofit, um, you might think it's a lot different, but it really isn't. It's still a business. It's a missions-based business. And I think a couple things that I'd add is, one, the best uh, salesperson of their pro uh, product really understands their product. Product knowledge is key. So what are you and how do you help? Uh, I think the other point is listening well. And for us, our clients are uh, the engagements and the incitants. They are the health plans, but they also are the families we feed. Mm. And uh, one of the things that we've learned through our journey in the pandemic, I mean, we woke up one day in March and 90% of our revenue was gone. And the thing we did most was listen to our clients. We listened to what our corporate sponsors said and wanted. Um, and, you know, right out of the gate, Cigna Foundation said, hey, you have full cart. They had just given us a big grant. Why don't we use that to feed families in our 14 markets? And we went, oh, we're, we're a virtual food bank now. Uh, or our clients said, you know, hey, here's my story. Here's what I need. And we went, oh, we need to develop a client experience department. My, my, my nonprofit team went a what? Client experience department. Every best brand has a client experience department, and, and our families deserve that. Right. So I think, I think those who do a good job of both building and retaining their clients listen to what their clients say they are. And I think too often That's organizations are so busy trying to sell something that they miss those cues. They're so busy with their pitch, they didn't hear the client respond and said, oh, so you do this. If they keep saying that, that's what they yeah, see, right? That's what they want and need from you. You're trying to sell me a Bentley, and I don't need a Bentley. Right, I right. Need, I need a Volkswagen Jetta. Yeah, and um, you're not I, a Bentley I, I, anyway. I'll need a Bentley, well, that too. <laughs> I'll need a Bentley maybe three, four years from right, now. But right now, right. right now, I need a Volkswagen Jetta. You know, that's a... That's a that's a that's a fantastic point, um, Carissa. What are some of the things? Because I know I know that you're not in sales, air quotes, but you sold the hell out of getting me in the insight. So you obviously have some uh, extraordinary sales. You know, Carissa, you want to get you want to get some Carissas on your team because uh, we were we were going back and forth. Yeah. We've been signed for like six or seven months yeah. before we actually got a deal we closed. But now. you are not going to let that die. That I mean, you are sure. going to you walked me right in to your CEO <laughs> and pounded your fist and demanded and said, we got to bring this this guy in. So uh, tell me a little bit about about how how does inciting 
manage clients and, and what are some of the fundamentals that, that you use to manage clients? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we had Rick and Derek go first because to your point, I'm account management, sales, it's all pretty new to me. I, right. I used to being the client and then prior to that, I as a social worker was used to finding free stuff for people, not asking mm. for money for mm. a product. So it's it's mm. it's been an unnatural space. But what I what I like about our team is that there's a number of us who come from health plan backgrounds. And I, I feel like what it's all about is just treating the client how I would want to be treated and really understanding and kind of being able to sit in their shoes and say like, hey, I know you've just, right. you're back to back in meetings, you haven't had lunch yet, you've probably not had a bio break yet, you know, your day is jam packed. How can I make your life easier? Is that, I no. set up a calendar reminder for, you know, requirements gathering or whatnot. What can I do to make your life easier? And I think that's how we approach um, every client, regardless of, of size or what the project is we're working on, is is making sure that we're driving value and, um, you know, remembering that we're one small piece of their of their day and the, no. the bigger very, process. Very, very, very good. What we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to give, uh, we have Sean Libby from, from Benelink that's coming in. We have, uh, going into the lunch break, we're going to start having the CEO corner and, and the CEOs and the and the leaders are going to come in and spend 15, 20 minutes with us. So I want to clear some space for Sean. I'm cut to an early break and shorten this segment uh, so we can give him some adequate time to talk about Benelink. So we're going to cut to one more break. We'll be back with more of the Lance Day Show after these messages. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. But at the same time, like I said, and me, you know, I'm 56 years old. Damn! James Lewis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It feels so good to be cared for. Back up now, just a little more. The feeling someone's always there. Just to show how much they care. The feeling you're not alone. Now she's a part of your home. With so much to protect each day. Caring goes along. This is your boy Rampage, first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Learn more about group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Call to speak to an advisor today at 832-219-5829. Tell them that the Flatbush King sent you. At Industrious, we don't want anything to get between you and your great day. That's why our private offices and suites come with everything you need to safely connect with your teammates in person or over Zoom so you can make every day a great one. Go to IndustriousOffice.com. Enjoy a great day at Industrious on us when you book a tour at IndustriousOffice.com. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special.
Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Day show. I'm gonna get right into it because I have Sean Libby here from from Benelink. You got that when you got the CEOs in. No offense, Rick, but your family. So I get as much of your time as I want, day or night. But when you get the CEOs that come in, uh, you gotta. They they're running the company. As I was explaining to Derek and Rick yesterday, who are, are prospective CEOs, they're out running errands, Sean, and they said that they're gonna come set up the booth. And in my mind, I was like, you're not coming to set up the booth. Um, you guys are you guys are running your companies. You're, you're taking calls. You're, you're brokering deals. That's why you bring me in to manage the media, uh, so that you can focus on running running your your company. So I wanna I wanna give you your time so you can get back to, to running your company. Pleasure to have you on the show, Sean. I I known Kesley forever. Kesley's been on the show and has been a supporter of the program. And you know I just I really like what Benelink does. I love your DNA. You've had successful people that have built systems and programs in different parts of the country. It's almost like round three for the for the team. It's like getting the team back. It's like the Rat Pack, you know, with Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> and uh, you know, all this, I'm, I'm dating myself, but it's 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 kind of the Rat Pack of of, of healthcare. Wanted to give you a chance to talk about Benelink and, and some of the great programs that that you're doing. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for thanks very much for having me. Oh, great. Uh, you know, really appreciate it, uh, and uh, happy to speak about it. I'm trying to figure out which member of the Rat Pack <laughs> I would be personally, but uh, I'm not too sure. Maybe don't answer that one, actually. <laughs> I say it. Sinatra. You got hey, yeah, a bit right. of a, right. a Sinatra way about you, man. So I, I, uh, I, I won't argue with that. There's, there's worse things you can be called. <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, thanks very much. So, so Benelink, we're a newer company, right. uh, just over five years old now. Um, but newer, I, but with the same brilliance of, of exactly. we've, we've seen this movie before and, and knows that it has a good ending. So yeah, we have um, a, we have a management team with a very right. funny dynamic. Right. We've all worked together for almost twenty Forever, years yeah. in a yeah. in a variety of different companies, yeah. and we always say we were doing you know social determinant of health right. work uh, before anybody used the term social That's determinant right. of health. Back That's when right. we were uh, started out doing Medicaid advocacy, help people yep. enroll in Medicaid. You know, uh, our our executive chairman, my boss. When he founded social service coordinators, it was still the 1990s. Right. So we wow. could say that was even before the turn of the century that that, that we were doing, <laughs> um, you know, some version of this work. But it's exciting though because the I think the industry is really the healthcare world. I should say even more than the industry has really come to recognize that health is more than healthcare. Oh man, and it's, mm. it's, Rick says that all the time. This is food. Food. Uh, you know, it's more than hunger. It's not just. It's not just hunger. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it, we we know it's so important that everyone have access to quality healthcare. Right. But we also really know it's important that everyone accesses healthcare differently. Yeah. That we recognize that and that we look at what the barriers are that are preventing people from living their healthiest lives. And really, that's that's our mission. Right? Okay. That's what Benelink does. You know, we are a a, a live uh, call uh, call uh, call agent 
driven shop, right, where we have people talking to members of Medicaid mm. and Medicare uh, plans all day, trying to understand what are the challenges that are preventing them from living their healthiest lives, and then linking them with government benefit programs or you know, non-governmental benefit programs to really remove those barriers. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, not going too far in the past, but I'm very intrigued by Benelink and just all the talent that you've amassed and working together for many years. Um, give us a little bit of your career arc, Sean, and some of the things you've done just yeah. you know, in, 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 a, in a very illustrious run in, in this industry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, so I joined that company I mentioned, uh, uh, Social Service Coordinators, back in 2002. So uh, been, been a long time in this uh, for me as well. So, you know, started out, um, I was an account manager working doing, um, you know, working directly with plans uh, on Medicare savings program enrollment mm -hmm. and, and Medicaid enrollment. Uh, and then had an opportunity to found what became SSC Disability, where we started helping uh, mostly managed Medicaid plans who had members who had a disabling condition but hadn't been able to navigate the social mm. security application process. Mm. So we launched SSC Disability back in, gosh, 2004, 2005, something like that. And uh, you know, really that's when I started to, to take my career more into the disability space. Uh, I became uh, personally uh, a, a social security accredited disability rep. Okay. So uh, you know, we, from there we uh, found, founded one of the largest social security disability companies in the country a company called Freedom Disability. Uh, we started doing uh, veterans disability work, which is different, separate from social security disability, uh, where you can get a service-connected disability benefit through the VA. And obviously there's some overlap there, but it's two different programs and two different applications. Mm -hmm. So we founded a company called uh, Alpha uh, you know, to do that. So I spent about a decade running Freedom Disability and Alpha, um, you know, overseeing uh, social security disability work and veterans disability work. And it was great. And one of the things I enjoyed the most was actually getting out there and doing representation myself. So right. even though we were a big company, uh, I had the opportunity to argue disability cases in front oh, of wow. administrative law judges. And that was uh, something that really, for me, was great. Well, if I can interject, Sean, because that's really valuable. One of the things, my, so my audience, the, the people that tune into the HealthCast, one of the things that, that I think I do well, you know, I do a whole bunch of things poorly, but, but one of the things that I do well with this show we're focused on normalizing these discussions and getting them down to end users. So I can't go deep into the caps and uh, to the HCC and risk adjustment because my listeners don't care about that. They don't, they don't care that 108 HCC is vascular disease. They just want to know, can they get uh, optimal care? But if you could break it down to the listeners, you know, especially in my new market in DC, if you're in a situation where you are disabled and you're not maximizing your benefits, how can an organization like yours help that individual through their plan to maximize their benefits and opportunities? Because that's a great opportunity for my listener base to, to really understand that and, and reach out to your organization or similar organizations. Yeah, uh, and, and it's interesting because one thing about social security disability that I learned, and I think it would be important for your listeners and for others to know, we tend to focus a lot on the medical condition. Okay. Is somebody disabled? But the truth is, more important factors are functional, right? Mm -hmm. So how does this medical condition impact somebody's ability to work if they're an adult mm -hmm. or their ability to do the activities that other people do the if they're a child? Yeah. Exactly, right? So understanding that and understanding, kind of like what I was saying earlier about SDOH, everyone accesses this differently. If, uh, if you take the example of somebody who has an accident 
and loses the use of their legs. Mm -hmm. If that person is 60 years old and they've worked as a warehouse laborer uh, for mm. their whole life, that's a disabling condition. Right. That's something that's going to prevent them from doing the work that they're, they're qualified to do and that they have experience doing. If that same individual is, say, an attorney, right, and they're teaching at a law school, right. say, for instance, that is not a disabling condition. Okay. So it's, uh, it's always really important to consider uh, That's great insight. Age is really important. Right. Yeah. The older you get, the, it's, it's easier to get on disability. Right. Uh, functional limitations are really important. And then, of course, the medical um, conditions. So, so we work with Medicaid plans to you know, find those people that are eligible for but not enrolled. And in the Medicaid space, that's a big problem. There's a lot of uh, getting through the Social Security disability application process on your own is impossible. It really is. Mm -hmm. uh, and particularly if you're going to have to go to where most cases are approved, going in front of an administrative law judge, that judge wants you to have a representative. The judge does not want you representing yourself when you're doing that. So that, that's why, uh, you know, the work that we can do, the work that advocates like us and other advocates do is, is so important because people really need to help getting through that application process. No, that's 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 awesome. So if you're if you're just tuning in, I'm I'm talking to Sean Libby, CEO of, of Benelake. He's really given a good synopsis about what their organization does, and uh, there are people out there. I know that there are people that listen to the show that are going through that process. You know, I've had family people that have had to go through that process and had to reach out to advocates and, and people I know are specialists in that field. To and even if someone has been a healthcare executive. I don't know all the ins and outs uh, to, to walk somebody through. Tell us a little bit about your clientele. Who are, who are, do you go, are you working with health plans? Are you working with ACOs? Do you work with other vendors? Like who, who are your primary clients? So uh, we, we definitely started off uh, working with Medicare plans right. and that's still the core of what we do is right. Medicare Advantage plans, but in particular uh, dual special needs plans, Got right? It. That's a population, there's a lot of SDOH challenges. They've got Medicaid, right? That's why they're in there. So it's important that they keep their Medicaid benefits. If they lose their Medicaid benefits, it's uh, really important that they get those back, right? right? It's, it's important for the member, it's important for the plan, right? They're in a dual special needs plan, so they, they need to make sure they keep the Medicaid benefits that, that allow them to be in their plan. Right. So really that's, that's a lot of where we started was working with Medicare Advantage plans. Uh, we're working on behalf of over a million dual special needs plans members now throughout the country, helping them to get medic to keep their Medicaid benefits. And you know, the public health emergency has thrown right. a giant curveball into that. Yeah, how does, how does the, the, the pandemic and then the Delta variant, how does that shape you strategically what Benelink is doing. I would assume that the demand is probably even higher um, with with the COVID pandemic, but how does it shape your strategy? It's, it's such a challenge for so many plans, right? Because uh, with the public health emergency, the decision was made to say, hey, we're going to not remove anybody from Medicaid mm -hmm. other than a few very narrow uh, conditions, right? And, uh, and so initially that was kind of this all stop on Medicaid recertifications in the early days of the mm -hmm. pandemic. And then I think the realization came that, hey, we need to make sure people are, are recertifying and that we're not creating this, this giant backlog for the end of the PHE. So a lot of the state Medicaid administration started to say, hey, we're going to restart the recertification process. We're going to ask people to provide their, their uh, documentation, mm. but um, we're going to hold off removing people from Medicaid until X period after the end of the public health emergency. Okay. 
And now, as the end of the public health emergency is possibly in sight. Hopefully. Right, maybe, maybe in January. Uh, is, is some of the rumors that we've heard is that, it, you know, maybe starting the new year without the public health emergency, I think a lot of uh, dual special needs plans, a lot of managed Medicaid plans are saying, well, what happens? I don't know which of my members have failed to comply with right. these benefits. So they're saying I could lose 25 percent, 30 percent of my population mm-hmm. as soon as that ends. Uh, and, and obviously that would be devastating to a subset of the population yep. that that's their Medicaid. So, you know, w- what we do is we're really tr- encouraging plans to keep their members going through the recertification yep. process. Don't, uh, you know, just because they're not gonna get kicked off, don't use that as an excuse right. to, to not help them. Keep on top of it, keep helping people so that when the PHE ends, it, there's less of a group of people that are gonna be caught in this administrative trouble that is that is gonna be inevitable. No, that's fantastic. Sean, where can we find Vindalink, you know, for those listening on our radio affiliates, where, where can we find you, where can we find your team? I don't. Do people reach out through through Kesley? Like who 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 is the who's the person to contact, and how can we get in touch with Benelink if somebody has some questions or, or interest? Sure. So so both Kesley Crichton and, and myself, Sean Libby, were very right. active on LinkedIn. Right. So I uh, always love to get a get a LinkedIn request. Um, and uh, you know our, our website uh, com. We just uh, about a month ago launched a new version of that, okay. so people can check. See, it I follow out there. Kesley on Facebook. She's uh, a very interesting follow on Facebook. That's a whole different follow. Her Facebook page and her LinkedIn page are not the same thing at all. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, two completely different Kesley. So uh, the LinkedIn is all business. It's all serious. Uh, the Facebook page, if she's she's on a beach in North Carolina with no shoes on, with her toes in the water, <laughs> that's you know, or with her son or something like that. But um, but yeah. that's that's fantastic. You know, if you're listening out there, these are really good people to get in touch with. Um, I really appreciate you, Sean, taking some time um, during this conference and, and coming and chatting with me, and most importantly, educating my audience. You know, the goal is to really educate people that listen to the platform and you know our listeners in, in the DC market now and in, in Nashville or in Seattle, um, and we want to educate people on the on the normalization of these conversations because members don't know. So when they have a CEO that comes and spends 15, 20 minutes to talk to them and educate them, it's it's so much, it's much more valuable than even you realize. It's, it's really valuable. And I appreciate you coming on the show and spending some time with us. Thanks so much, James. Really right. appreciate it. Thanks so much. We're going to cut to uh, a break. I think that we're going to start getting ready to, to get some lunch and we're going to, we're going to cut to a break. We'll be more, uh, we'll be back with more of the Lance Day show after this break and after these messages from our sponsors. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Do you know that African-Americans have the lowest vaccination rates, but have experienced the largest decrease in life expectancy during the COVID-19 pandemic? Our HealthCast series brings in the best and brightest minds in the industry to focus on facts, not fear or political theater. Avoid shaming and misinformation. Research the data. Talk to your primary care physician about risk factors. Ultimately, it's your body and your decision. This is Lance J. Wishing you a happy and a healthy. 
This is your boy Rampage, first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Learn more about group insurance benefits with Engagement Health. Call to speak to an advisor today at 832-219-5829. Tell them that the Flatbush King sent you.